what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 164th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here uh, in early May talking about your uh, Toronto Blue Jays, who, I don't know, maybe they're leaking a little bit. Maybe leaking. Just leaking a little bit here and there. Uh, but still, that uh, strong start, we can, we can cling to that for a little while yet. Uh, speaking of, of clinging to a strong start, I wish that there was a stronger start to this thing to cling to. But uh, but joining me, uh, joining me as always. Uh, old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, are, you, are you clinging <laughs> to it? I'm clinging to, I'm clinging to that early start, yeah. It's, uh, the strong start was good. Uh, lately, it has not been as good for these, uh, these Toronto Blue Jays. No, it hasn't. It hasn't been. Uh, well, it's too early. They 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 haven't had a good week. But right. That's for sure. Um, they had a couple of um, disappointing series, but that doesn't mean that they are bad yet. It could one day mean they're bad. There are reasons to consider or to be wary of their badness, but uh, we don't need to get into that quite yet. Let's start with the really bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh. So let's start. Yeah, we might as well just uh, dive headlong into it. Uh, Rudy Osuna, Blue Jays closer, a very popular player, obviously excellent um, uh, reliever. Just 23 years old, uh, was arrested this week and charged with Mm -hmm. uh, a domestic assault. Uh, He has been placed on administrative leave by the league, and the team, the Blue Jays, have, have... Said very little about it, uh, as one would expect, given it is an ongoing legal um, situation. But, uh, man, it's just really shitty. It's shitty that shitty things like this happen far too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else I have to say about it. I don't, obviously, you know, the, these, there's... You didn't. I didn't think that when we started talking about baseball on the internet, however many years ago, that we'd have to kind of that we would be addressing and confronting this sort of uh, situation with such regularity. Um, in that, it, we've had to do it more than once. So I don't know. It, I it's, mean, uh, in a way, that's a that's a good thing. I, I think I forget whose piece on the Osuna case uh, mentioned uh, a former Blue Jays outfielder uh, Heredia. Forget who it was. I forget. I forget. I don't want to get the guy's name wrong. But I, the, where it just sort of disappeared and it was uh, uh, not talked about and not something that fans that uh, was uh, that was on the radar. I guess you know. I, you know. Mm-hmm. Not that there's not that there's anything that's good about this at all. But uh, but that it, that it uh, demands a serious conversation is uh, is better than it just going away and not no new you know nobody thinking about it too much. Well, again, it is early days. We don't know um, the, the the. There's not much to know. Um, I think that the people who ha- anyone who's listened to this show uh, before probably has a good sense of where you and I would come down on this situation. Um, obviously, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's obvious or not. I mean, I I am of the mind to believe the. Uh, Believe the accusers in this types of situations. Accuser, or victim, I think, is probably a better better term than than accuser. Mm-hmm. I should take that. I should mm-hmm. take that back. But uh, uh, believe the victims and 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 let you know let sort of justice prevail, as so, sort of say. But also, um, the league has lots of levers in these situations where even if charges are dropped, they will they have uh, are known to conduct their own investigations and and uh, uh, hand out their own uh, justice, such as it were. Uh, and, and suspend players, whether or not the there are formal charges laid, uh, you know, or whether or not uh, there are convictions or whatever the whatever the term you want to use, whatever the legal accurate legal term is. Uh, Roldis Chapman, for example, um, there are a few, uh, Jose Reyes, uh, Stephen Wright of the Red Sox was suspended for 15 games recently. Something happened in the off season. So uh, while the administrative leave is ongoing, and uh, the Jays are uh, sort of taking a back seat i mean like you can't expect a lot from the team you know they it, it is a uh it's a touchy subject um because it's so easy to make a misstep when you in a in a public relations sense 
and in a what's right and wrong sense. Because, again, it's touchy. It's, it's real life. It's not just baseball. It's not the silliness that we spend so much of our time and energy on. Um, it's real. And it's just a matter of uh, hoping that, the, that they do the right thing and send the right message to the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't, uh, couldn't say it any better myself. Yeah, no, that's, I think, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. It's, uh, it's weird, right? It's weird to even think about it in these terms. Like, oh, how is it, like, it becomes a PR debate when it's not really about that. But it, I mean, it is a little bit, I can't, I can't lie and say I'm not sort of fascinated to see how the Blue Jays do respond to it. Cause I think it's something that, uh, I I don't know. I don't want to look too highly upon ourselves, but I, but but this is a this is a market where um, I I don't know. I don't know how people are going to respond to to it, but it, I think it's uh, rightly a lot of people are going to have a hard time seeing this guy back on the team that they're supposed to cheer for, right? I mean, that's uh, uh, and those you know those. And rightly so, and I, I think, and uh, I, yeah, it, it'll be it, it it's it, it's a uh, from that perspective, which, like I say, is not the uh, the takeaway I think anyone should have out of it. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. I think that is a that is a decent place that we can maybe pivot from the kind of what amounts to reading the police blotter, but mm-hmm. it it will be telling. And it is telling to see how these players and people are received after um, events like this. Uh, Jose Reyes was traded um, before, I believe, this uh, before his the incident with he and his partner in uh, Hawaii. I believe so. I'm guessing that was in the off season. Yeah. But but Jose Reyes was no longer good, which I think. And it, uh, I might be of the opinion that as a player becomes worse and a player becomes, uh, say, has an onerous contract or whatever, it becomes very easy for fans especially to wish those players away mm-hmm. because the team that they love more than the player and most of the things, other aspects things in their lives, uh, the team is no worse off for it. Um, it's easy to, you know, Yunel Escobar is an example where, uh, again, he wasn't he wasn't as effective a player anymore, so it becomes a little bit easier to wish him away. And he, you know, but but Pilar, Kevin Pilar, who again, not not to say that those are apple and oranges situations, but Pilar was involved in a in that in that incident in uh, Minnesota, uh, Atlanta. Uh, who I was? I think it was Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. With um, uh, was Jason, Jason Mott. Mott. Yep. And uh, it's forgotten, right? It's basically forgotten. The only time I've ever seen anyone bring it up was when there was a bit of like a PR rehab piece that ran that um, was not well received in particular um, in the uh, in the LGBT community uh, because of the sort of past that he got. It, it definitely was like a Kevin Pillar was the victim all along mm-hmm. sort of piece. But that didn't, I don't think that made great waves. And there's still Kevin Pillar, Superman, um, giveaway nights, and we're going to end up talking about Kevin Pillar and and uh, the things that he's doing on the baseball diamond uh, for our super bad segment today. But but Pilar's still good, good enough to 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 get that pass. Maybe now, of course, this, the Asuna situation and the Pilar situation are very different. So uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I do think that the quality or of the player, the contribution of the player, is able to make it a team helps or dictates the backlash that they then receive. Maybe I'm wrong. I kind of hope I'm wrong, but I don't know that I am especially off base. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just see what happens with, uh, with Chapman, for example, or you see, you know, you see the Mets taking Reyes back, but I think that'd be Chapman. Reyes is the Mets and the Reyes and the the Mets are the Mets who even knows what they're up to. But, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, but the Chapman thing is, uh, as I think speaks to your point, which is that, at some point, somebody's going to say this is, you know, the wins are the most important thing. And, uh, and I mean, that's what they're in business to do, but also they're in business to entertain and to build a fan base and to create 
you know, the, the Blue Jays in particular always go around, you know, they're talking about uh, what moments and, and, and creating, uh, just creating connections with the fans. And, and, uh, and so this is, it's a test of that uh, because it's, it's obviously going to be something rightly that's really upsetting for a lot of people. And, and to, uh, you know, I would, it's, it's easy to be like, Oh, the, the stupid fucking horseshit Yankees, embrace Chapman because he's good and and you know you can sort of look down on them for that because when you haven't had that sort of same situation here and now and now it's here so uh so yeah I don't know it uh it, it will be it will just be it'll be an interesting I keep saying that word but it, it, it's it, you're gonna have you're gonna see where their values <laughs> come down uh with respect to you know what they how they view him as an asset how they view their their market what they what they feel you know it's all going to come down to some sort of crass calculation about marketing right like what they feel is the best way to to handle this uh in, in from a pr perspective from an on-field perspective which unfortunately you know is uh is is separate from like uh, what's right or what's wrong i think I kind of hope that's not true, but I think at the end of the day, it's not it's not far from the truth. I mean, I can't imagine a time where they aren't going to make that sort of business based uh, kind of qualitative assessment. Like, is it how damaging is it to the brand to keep him on, and and what can they, or or perhaps especially with now. I, or Aroldis Chapman is a different case, of course, because he um, wasn't uh, wasn't drafted and developed by the Yankees. Uh, there's a part of me that wonders if if the Blue Jays don't think that the only big league club he's ever known, uh, a team that have that has you know people within the organization who have um, watched Roberto Osuna grow up in a lot of ways, presumably, um, you know, against such a young guy that maybe they feel as though there's an opportunity to help to uh, rehabilitate and to educate and to work uh, with him and have him work in the community and do things that can help um, his uh, home life as well as the lives of other people um, in the greater Blue Jays community. That Maybe that's a, if there's a silver lining, if that is an opportunity that arises, if that is a, a road that they want to go down, um, again, based on the, the, the nature of the, um, relationship that the team has with him. And maybe if you are really squinting and really going to give them the benefit of the doubt, that might be a parallel to um, the, what happened with Jose Reyes and why the Mets ended up bringing, bringing him back. Maybe. Because uh, I, I mean, the Mets didn't bring him back out, out of a hope of winning games with him because he's shit. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's again, it's touchy. And, and I uh, condemn in the strongest you know, way possible the actions that that happen, uh, it, but I don't. It, I don't know. I'm just trying to trying to take it all and try to think about the, what the possibilities could be. Without, uh, I, I don't want. I personally don't. You know, I don't want to be wishy washy on this thing. You don't want. I don't want to um, wave it away. But I also have an. I feel like I know how these things know how things work, right? And and I mm-hmm. see it in, and with Yankee fans and the Yankee fans, the people that I interact with online and in real life and. There's a lot of gritted teeth at first, and and but then the idea of having him as as a Yankee uh, kind of they just kind of go with it, it and and you stop noticing, and maybe you notice, especially when he's good. When he's bad, it's like a that's when it, I feel like it comes out where not only is are we are the or is the team saddled with a with this guy who's not necessarily a good dude. Uh, and also he's bad and expensive. Like I, I definitely think that those feelings go hand in hand. And when the one flares up, then the other goes with it. But when things are good and the guys out there blowing one Oh three past everybody, nobody's thinking about it, unfortunately. And that's just sort of uh, the unhealthy relationship that we have with these teams and these, these brands and the way that these, all this stuff is marketed to us. I think that we're sort of, uh, we're inundated in a way that, uh, insulates us to humanity sometimes mm-hmm. yeah Sadly. i think that's fair and also i mean 
so, so separate or it's mm-hmm. not sort of on that point at all, but also just thinking back to some of the things you were saying like and, and what where this may go. Uh, you know, you can see it with uh, with John Gibbons and, and you know what the what the the his the team thinks about him and how much they mm-hmm. uh, were you know uh, caught off guard it seems by this news as well and um, you know it's somebody who they you know they're they're a team they're rallying around each other and um, and there's probably that's that's going to be an aspect of it too which is that uh, that they're it, it's perhaps easier. Uh, when you're in, you know, when you're in the the locker room, when you're in the clubhouse, to uh, uh, to be supportive of somebody that you're that that is has been pulling with you all this time, uh, mm-hmm. perhaps perhaps to your uh, to your detriment. Uh, but well, you know, that's a bridge. It's a, that's an ugly bridge that the Blue Jays will have to cross. Uh, soon but we're not exactly sure when i mean uh and yeah mlb what he's uh, they, they could put a player on administrative leave for seven days but they can also uh a, it can be extended by agreement of the uh, the club and the players association apparently i think that was uh, mm. uh hector Oliveira. i think that was his case um at one point uh when he so i think it was only extended by a couple of days so but maybe that's a possibility um, and yeah, I don't know, or maybe, or maybe he's back out pitching between court dates. It's, uh, it's a strange situation. Yes. Uh, because this is a baseball podcast, not a, uh, this is not the true crime podcast that, uh, people love it, uh, that people love the true crime stuff, but, uh, good on, true crime uh the podcast, ba- yeah. Yeah, the, the true crime podcast is uh, people go crazy for that shit. There is, I don't want to get a, it's crass to it's crass it's crass, but is is the the line that you're about to hear? It's crass to kind of look at the X's and O's and be like, who's in the uh, the closer seat now? Which I I don't want to do. If, if anything, I want to try to turn this into a positive, which is to say, the Blue Jays bullpen um, has performed very well this year. Um, so it's sort of how I'm going to segue us out of that the Osuna topic and look at the guys who are still in the bullpen at the, for right now, um, whether or not you know through this administrative leave and whatever suspension is to come and onward and upward. Um, uh, in terms of the pitching, the bullpen has been pretty great. I don't think that's yeah. unfair to say. Yeah, you're right. Um, a, a lot of the all the sort of what. But we again, when <laughs> it's all about the framing, um, if these if a, a lot of these deals did not go well, they would be looked at as dumpster diving. But because they have worked out, then they're shrewd moves, shrewd, intelligent <laughs> acquisitions of yeah. like Tyler Clippert and John Axford and and even uh, someone oh, like uh, oh, despite being a little on the scary side, um, they all uh. They all look pretty good. All the, everyone's doing uh, doing quite fine back there for the yeah. most part. Yeah, it's uh, you're right about O being a bit uh, on the scary side, though. You like the uh, uh, you know the, some of the peripherals. The, the strikeouts are good. The walks are, are are low. And yeah, I mean, it's I I have no faith that it's gonna keep on keep on like this forever. I think it's probably. Uh, I still think of it as a weak point, and obviously the Osuna thing makes it all the worse. Um, and I think that the starting pitching is inevitably going to get back on track. But uh, but you you know yeah you can't deny that the, they've done a really nice job back there, uh, and our a significant reason why they were able to bank so many wins uh, early on and are not in such a dire place as they might be given kind of. Uh, some listless performances this past week and maybe in the last few series. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, to his credit, uh, the velocity has, was definitely has been trending in the right direction. Uh, uh, last couple outings may have been down a little bit, but prior to that, it was definitely on like a real steady climb. Again, this is a guy that didn't have much of a spring training. And uh, as we all know by now, um, you know, you need that velo to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyone, especially a guy, you know, anyone, including a pitcher like, oh, lit, walk that line. And the more velocity there is, the better um, life is. Um, 
but he's he's pitched well. John Axford has pitched well. Uh, they're they're almost the bull the, the pitchers in the bullpen. Um, maybe Ryan Tapera sort of ex, uh, excluded, but they've done a good job of avoiding the long ball, which the mm-hmm. pitchers in the starting rotation have not been as successful in uh, in doing that. Where um, uh, again, they're not the prototypical bullpen. They're not all enormous, really hard-throwing dudes, but they've done a decent job. Um, I like to pair a lot. Maybe he done not but he's necessarily performed as well in the high leverage situations this year. Um, but uh, no, he's not been bad. Maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. That's how they, these things kind of work, right? Mm-hmm. When you when they when they're bad in the in the high in the high leverage, that's, those are the only ones you remember. But um, but yeah, no, there's there's a it is it is a, a an interesting. Odd, not odd, but like unconventional sort of assemblance of pitchers who, for the first six weeks of the season, are uh, more than holding their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Clipper <laughs> def- frightens me. Tyler, Tyler Clipper all, has been yeah, so good. Yeah, they all frighten me for for sure. Yeah, but he, yeah, absolutely. Clipper's been uh, been pretty great. Love these dumpster dives. Love the dumpster dive. Shrewd acquisitions. <laughs> shrewd, shrewd acquisitions. When la- the, the other night, uh, in his first uh, save situation as a Blue Jay, uh, Clippard came in, and I was watching, and he was doing Tyler Clippard stuff, and I think the first couple guys got on. And I and Nelson Cruz was looming. He was maybe do a four-third, two more batters to come before him, and then the first two guys got out. And then so Robinson Cano was, was up there. And in my mind, I knew that if Nelson Cruz had the chance to face Tyler Clipper, he was going to hit a home run. There was so such a small amount of doubt in my mind. Uh, but to Clipper's eternal credit, he retired uh, Robinson Cano and ended the game, leaving Nelson Cruz safely in the on-deck circle. Because, yeah, I was. it was the same thing in opening day. We I turned to you on opening day and said... When it was Clippard was facing Stanton, I was like, I don't know if I hope for this at bat. <laughs> then <laughs> yeah. he hit a home run off of the earth, but uh, th- that's been it. I think it's I think he's given up two home runs to Stanton, and I don't think he's given up many more to anyone else. Well, he's given up one other home run, but definitely two to Stanton. Yeah, no, but he's been pretty good. It's uh, they've all been good. They've been good. Uh, not not much else to say about it, really. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they will be tested, obviously, going forward with the. Uh, with the pecking order changing back there for a bit, uh, but yeah, no, um, I don't know. Maybe they've they, been overworked. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks like it's, it'll be nice to see them get maybe a few more wins to protect or leads to protect. Because um, that, that would hasn't, be nice. Hasn't been the way it's been going lately, and uh, or maybe just not see them until say the eighth inning. That would also be nice. Uh, which I'm sure is uh, I'm sure good things like that are still to come. I think that the you know the rotation is not uh, certainly not as bad as the results have been so far. But the rotation, let me tell you, it's not been good. <laughs> After no. Jay Hap, who was sort of the, the the silver lining of the starting rotation for the Blue Jays, uh, got rocked here on Thursday by the Mariners, giving up a grand slam to Kyle Seager uh, and several other home runs, including an absolute bomb. To Ryan Healy, the third home run he's allowed to Ryan Healy in three plate appearances in their careers. Um, <laughs> I'm not worried about Hap. No. But I keep coming back to the this is a bunch of homer-prone pitchers in a time where everybody is homer-happy. And I just don't uh, – that's a, that's a concern of mine. I think that's a, crazy. that's a totally fair concern. I mean, they're, they're pitchers who've done well in other uh, in other seasons where, you know, maybe the Homer happiness has, you know, it's been taken up a degree since last year. But uh, but yeah, it could it could certainly it, it, it certainly could be a problem. It's. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's. It, I'm not worried about Hap. I honestly, you know, the the Aaron Sanchez thing, going uh, tinkering and doing different little things is kind of curious. Um, and so I, I you okay. know, I, I think Sanchez will figure something out. But it would be nice if he got it together already. Can you maybe go a little deeper into that? I, I saw a lot of people 
a lot of discussion about uh, joking about how James Paxton. Of course, we haven't we didn't talk about this. James got oh, no yeah. hit the other day. Yes, we could talk about. <laughs> but uh, someone was they were discussing uh, that Paxton was just like rare and back and throwing. He, he was like, "Well, I knew this guy was really good, so I had to bring my best fastball." And I think it was James and Tio, uh, who you know, the beloved Blue Jays Twitter user, was like, uh, "Aaron, give it a shot." Like, what when you say tinkering and Aaron Sanchez, what what do you mean? What have you seen, or what's the sort of scuttlebutt on what's he what he's doing out there? Well, I, uh, honestly, I'm not. I haven't looked at the chart. I, I forget what his velocity was like the other night, but it's uh, you know the velocity was down in some of the colder starts, and he was really working the change up, and it looked like that had been something that had. Uh, that had worked, and yeah, like you like you said, then the, then it starts come where he's like, oh, I felt the fastball and really uh, really let it loose, uh, and just looked like a bit of a, di- a different guy, uh, you know, each time he was taking them out. Not not super different, but uh, uh, if you follow Josh Houseum on Twitter as well, who does BP Toronto, uh, he is all he he's it's it's in the front of his mind by the uh, by the judging by his tweets, uh, just the way that Sanchez is kind of. Uh, moved a little away from being the the pitching to the the ground ball kind of guy, uh, the pitching to contact a little bit, uh, the guy that was that was you know pretty successful, and it's just mm-hmm. uh, you know just doing doing a little like uh, just doing different things like that. Um, I don't know. It was just it was very encouraging at the start of the year uh, when that changeup was working, and I think it was, I don't know if it was Jeff Sullivan or someone. I think it was, must have been Sullivan who wrote about mm-hmm. how his changeup looked like, you know, an elite pitch, like among the elite, and and looked like you know the kind of difference maker that could really t- like unlock something for him, uh, and so kind of felt myself at least like okay, this is you're, he's on a good path here. This is uh, this is going to mm-hmm. be successful, and then it kind of hasn't uh, hasn't worked out that way as yet. That. I'm, I'm, it's interesting to me, and I've been critical of Aaron Sanchez in the past for, um, you know, he's not a, he's still very young, but he's been a pro for a long time, and I, I have made this point about him getting this abundance of professional instruction for however many years, but it's interesting to see, he's not exactly like a savvy vet, mm-hmm. he's not someone who's been out there, he's not like Mike Mussina, who sort of like feels his way around on the hill, He, but still, he's... Uh, really experimenting and tinkering and messing around. I mean, that's, that to me is surprising, but when it's, I mean, we've seen that with Stroman as well, on the other hand, right? Stroman is is maybe more of the classic case of Mm -hmm. that kind of guy because he has this kitchen sink arsenal and, and there was the, the start of, he started in the afternoon against somebody, it might've been Minnesota, I don't know. He started and he was awful. He looked awful in the first two innings, mm-hmm. and I was very like, "Oh man, he looks so bad." And then he had turning in a good start because he was doing just that. He was tinkering out there, and he moved away from the two seamer because he had everything was up, and he threw was throwing his cutter, doing whatever. Uh, I I I am quick to credit Stroman for doing that sort of stuff, but then when I hear Aaron Sanchez is is doing a similar, taking a similar approach, I'm like, uh, "Stay in your lane." You know, you you're you're the the big donkey that throws the hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Do that, like let that let it eat, man. Just yeah. get out there and let it eat. There's no need for you to screw about. Just do your thing. I I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, though I must say, you know, if you look at the last couple of starts, I've just as as I have done uh, while mm-hmm. you were speaking, and the, the velocity was sort of back up. Uh, so it was really only a couple of starts where he, you know, decided. Oh, I'm going to ease off and and get better separation for uh, with the, or throw the change up a little less hard and um, mm-hmm. and so I don't know maybe it's maybe it's back to being fine I don't I don't know it was just curious and it was also perhaps uh, you know the weather I think well, they were it was one reason why maybe the velocity was down but I didn't I don't know I, I thought you're right though I think uh, just uh, keep throwing hard for fuck's sakes. There's a there's never a bad time for a well placed ninety eight mile mile an hour fastball or ninety six even ninety five let it eat um, Jaime Garcia speaking of guys who needed to let it eat Jaime Garcia got the rare yes. John Gibbons <laughs> mound visit uh, the other night which was uh, very entertaining 
<laughs> I think, I don't know if, if Gibbons copped to it directly, but he essentially came out and said, I told him to throw the fucking ball over the plate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is great. Uh, Garcia has not been his best um, so far this year, but he, he ended up kind of gutting out a decent start uh, in the in the one game in this three-game series with the Mariners that has now uh, come to an end. But they won. So that's good. Way to go. Yeah. Jaime Garcia. I mean, if he's going to... Yeah, if he's mm-hmm. going to be your fifth starter, you could do worse than that. Yeah, uh, I, I don't uh, think that's untrue. I think he's going to keep he'll he'll pitch maybe not quite uh, that well, but he won't get uh, he won't be worse. <laughs> there will be been. days where he's been where he'll be worse, I'm sure. But uh, well, but yes, worse than his last outing, true, but not maybe worse than 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 in general. But yeah, fifth starter, you do what you can. Um, oh, what was the other thing? I was just I, something just entered my mind and now has left. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. It's fine. Okay, then. <laughs> All right. I will. Yeah. What am I supposed to say? I, I, I got distracted just now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not sure what else there is to say. I mean, you, you, you have to believe that the, the pitchers who are good will, will pitch better and the pitchers who are bad will pitch, will pitch as they have been. I mean, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of left. There's not a lot left to do. What else can they can they can they do with the starting rotation again? If if they if they're not effective, especially the the guys at the top, that's that's, that's kind of it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's. I mean, Sean Reed Foley's had a nice time in, in New Hampshire. I think he's still a ways away, and I think we've talked about him before. But he's uh, uh, it looks like things are moving in the right direction for him in a second. Uh, Terai at at Double A, you know Thomas Pannone had the, the suspension, so that's maybe thrown the Buffalo. I mean, I don't know how big of a piece he was ever going to be in the big leagues for the Jays this year, at least. Uh, it's thrown their rotation a little bit uh, into some disarray, but I think Rowley's having a nice year. Barack maybe not as as good as uh, as you know you'd expect, but there's you know when Joe Biagini is your next best option, then yeah, you got, you kind of need Marcus Stroman to figure it out. Yeah, you really do need Marcus Stroman to figure it out. I, I'm not. I don't doubt that he will. Again, a guy coming off a great season last year, and obviously a really good pitcher. But uh, I saw so I saw a few a few hot takes today. Like, oh, if the starting pitcher is like this, then that means that this. Well, yeah, obviously the team with the worst or among the two or three worst starters ERAs in baseball. That's not a winning baseball team. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations on your bold stance way out there on that limb. But uh, you got to believe that uh, that they're again they can't pitch they can't pitch worse. And you know, I think we saw last time uh, last time out Marco Estrada was pretty good. And then again we've got uh, the tinkering Aaron Sanchez to, to worry about. But uh, I don't know it's it's not their only problem when things aren't going well. But uh, it's the number one thing that's going to contribute to it. Uh, what was I going? Oh, well, and then like, I guess when they've got the uh, they've got the Red Sox coming in, yeah. so that, that's that's good. That's a nice break for the starters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although I do kind of like. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and it's you know Sale Price and Porcello. I think um, they they did not they're not hitting the Red Sox rotation at a great spot for if you are the Blue Jays. There's never a good time to face. It's kind uh, of- it's kind of true. Sale at all, but uh, um, uh, one thing I will say that the Mariners team that the Jays um, just faced in three day, uh, three games in a row. That's how these things work in baseball. You play the same team a couple times at a, at a in one shot. That Mariners team's pretty good. It's a little bit better than I thought. Yeah. Uh, I watched them get beat up a little bit by the Angels on the weekend, but then. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot. Like Mitch Haniger is legit. He is very legit. And Nelson Cruz is really good. And obviously, uh, and Robbie Cano. I mean, I, I just think that that lineup's got some decent, decent bats in it. Mike Zunino hit an insane home run off of Marcus Stroman mm-hmm. that he had no business to hit. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, they may they may be a problem. They may be a problem. Well, that, okay. Well, what what do you think? I mean, I, I don't think there's a lot to make of it, but. Losing games to wild card rivals is there's no need to. I, I'm I'm prepared to get upset about that, and I don't think that is worthwhile, <laughs> is it? 
I mean, you'd prefer to win them, obviously. I mean, it's going to help you in the long run, but I mean, it is a pretty, it's it's a pretty small drop in the bucket in terms of you know, uh, just the whole the season as the whole as a whole, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It would have been nicer to to definitely win some of those games, but when you're I mean, you're playing them what six seven times in the year, it's uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to get to emotional one way or the other and they're all home games when you're talking about the mariners that's uh <laughs> well except that one game so we'll, we'll talk we can talk about that really quickly um there was one game that was not a home game and that was of course the game <laughs> that james paxton pitched yeah and threw a no hitter i believe they said it was the fourth no hitter thrown against the blue jays um and of course the first no hitter by a canadian in the major league since 1946 i think was the number that i saw something like that yeah uh, amazing. Uh, a guy who's deck dusty. I don't know. I wasn't familiar <laughs> with the with the pitcher, with his name. Uh, pretty crazy, and it was really cool to see. I mean, it's cool because he's Canadian, and, he, and he's not like a half-ass Canadian. He's not like a Jameson Tyon or like somebody who's a sort of Canadian, uh, or even you know, or Freddie Freeman, the true Canadian, great Canadian Freddie Freeman, who's not a pitcher. But uh, it's because people got into it. Yeah. They got into it way more than they would if it, you know, than the, say the Justin Verlander no hitter that happened here a couple of years ago. Um, feeling the love, getting a lot of support from uh, from everybody that was there. I didn't even realize. So there was a, there was a nice moment today where they took a photo on the field: Dalton Pompey, John Axford, Russell Martin, and uh, and James Paxton. Those are the only four yeah. Canadian players <laughs> in the American League right now. Yeah, I saw that. That's uh, surprising, but uh... that is surprising. Uh, but yeah, I, it... I saw a few. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you're right, but it took it definitely took the sting out of it. Uh, it was uh, it was a bit of a nice thing having the you know if you're gonna get hit no hit by somebody at least it's someone mm-hmm. that you know people can cheer for. It's a someone that people can cheer for um, as a Canadian, and B he's really good. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's some Dallas Braden bullshit just where he <laughs> manages to sleight of hand his way to 27 straight outs. Um, he was, he's, he's really, 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 you know what it would have been smart to, would have been to have drafted a player like that when he was eligible. That would have been. Um, in the major league, uh, I believe it's called the rule four draft. Um, the amateur, uh, draft, well, could the Blues ever have hoped to select such a player as James Paxton? Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy wild thought, isn't it? <laughs> I, every time it, it comes up, I get mad all over again about it. <laughs> what was his, uh, what was, what was the compensation pick for him? Not that this is really a way remember. to think about these sort of things, but. Uh, whether or not the Blue Jays were able to recover from, from, for me, the thing when I think back wasn't even that they didn't sign him, which, you know, that, that happened. The Blue Jays have a, that's something they're not afraid to do is to walk away from draft picks when they can't meet the number but it was when Gillick threw him in front of the bus after the fact not Gillick sorry Beeston, Beeston yeah when Beeston was like well he's an agent and this and that then it, he cost him his scholarship didn't he yeah he did <laughs> yeah that was pretty shitty bullshit yeah oh my god that's such garbage that's so bush um <laughs> but yeah uh, only four big leaguers four four Canadians in the American League uh so it was really cool to see it so I saw a few uh, kind of American announcer or American, you know, Twitter types who were like, "What's the this the equivalent of?" They're like, "Is this like a new like a like a guy from Boston who pitches uh, throws a no hitter in New York or you know or for the Yankees like just trying to make their way around it?" And I think that 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 picture today really put it into pretty like sharp relief. There are only four guys in the American League. I'm trying to think how many that might be in the National League. Um, there's uh, uh, Soroka the uh, the new the Braves yeah. called him up, and uh, Pavetta with the Phillies, and of course Joey Votto, and uh, I'm guessing there are a few others um, that I am forgetting yeah. off the top of my head. But Freeman, that's a really small number, right? With with Morneau retired now, and and uh, whoever else, the other kind of Canadian standby guys that that kind of bounced around the catcher. What was the catcher's name? The Greek guy. Oh um, yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> oh uh, George George Guitaris was around for a while. Yes, George Guitaris. Yeah, he bounced around for quite a while, and I mean, you know, a guy who was maybe a bit of a quad A talent, but got lots of reps in the big leagues. But um, but that it's a such a small kind of um, 
close knit fraternity, and you see these are the guys that all show up for that Baseball Canada luncheon or the dinner they thing they do every winter, and and that photo again, they, they it's it's nice to see. There's there's it, there's there's just no American parallel to that how that works. I would I would what I would imagine it would be close would be like American guys that are in the Premier League, for example. If there's a bunch of American guys in the Premiership right. who like obviously that like head to head matchup it falls apart there but i'm sure that there's a bit of a close knit group of those guys because they're hiding in plain sight right they right. speak english <laughs> they look they look the same you know, you can never really tell but but uh, yeah no great moment and a great outing uh for Paxton and uh and uh, the Jays uh i don't know they got no hit they got no hit by a guy who was throwing 100 fucking miles an hour in the ninth inning <laughs> yeah. not a lot of not a lot of shame in that <laughs> not really no 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 he's uh he's pretty all right um, speaking of all right, uh, Kendrick Morales is not all right. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Morales is kind of bad. He is not swinging the bat so hot right now. And you, I believe, and Mr. Andrew Stoughton, uh, are ready to uh, cast him adrift. Is that correct? It, pretty much, yeah. I mean, who isn't at this point? I, it hasn't been 100 plate appearances yet. It's uh, creeping up to it. I, I don't know how many he had here on Thursday night as we record, but he was at 92 this morning. And, you know, it, it's... It's not just set, I mean setting him adrift, yes, but but the question is, you know, when you know when do the Blue Jays agree upon this very obvious thing? Um, because yeah, he's uh, you know he's a better hitter than what he's shown so far. He hit a couple balls hard tonight, even I would say, um, but it's just not there, and it's not just the o for twenty seven or twenty eight or whatever ridiculous fucking terrible streak he's on right now. Uh, even sprinkle a couple hits in there, and it's 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 not enough. He's just hitting balls into the shift, not elevating them over the over those guys, not getting enough opportunity, not even hitting well against uh, against left-handed pitching, which is something that that uh, was sort of a saving grace last year. Uh, you know, you look at the metrics, and it's something I'm I'm working on a piece about this. You know, the, the Statcast stuff, and it's uh, it is uh, it is betraying him as well. So it's uh, it's just a, he's in a bad spot, and it's I mean there's a ton of guys hurt, but eventually guys are going to come back, and and some of these youngsters who are currently occupying spots on the on the active roster uh, are inevitably going to going to deserve to be here more than he does, and it it's uh, it kind of sucks to watch somebody who uh, you know I know a lot of Jays fans have uh, <laughs> have some antipathy towards him, but uh, just because of how he, how his uh, place on the team came about, and who he's replacing, and all that, and how he just has not lived up to that whatsoever. Uh, but you know, a guy who who was uh, an incredible backstory, incredible, uh, you know, the escape from Cuba, the you know, the the, the being the the star of Cuban baseball uh, at a point in his career where it looks like he just can't hang. Yeah, there's nothing. There's really not a lot of other way to frame it. I mean, he doesn't. He does not look like he can hang. Uh, he's a he's a good dude. I think that is sort of something that's been established um, in the in the clubhouse and with the younger Cuban players, which of course there are two um, other you know younger Cubans on on the big league team now. Which now to say that. If Lourdes Gurriel wasn't up with the big league team or wasn't necessarily an option to be playing there every day, um, I, I, I can't help but wonder if that wouldn't um, hasten the exit for 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 Morales. But uh, but he is he is there and and letting them spend as much time together as possible before it becomes like a the, the Jay's hand has been forced. I don't know that I'm necessarily uh, against that, um, especially well when as, if, as Gurriel continues to struggle um, a little bit. Whatever's going to help him get out of that or make that adjustment to the big league level a bit more quickly is probably uh, in everyone's best interest. But uh, but yeah, it's just if he was the only thing that was not firing on all cylinders right now, um, it would maybe there'd be even a bit more attention. But now I feel you know today or this week the starting pitching might get a bit more of attention. Mm-hmm. But um, but if you have any kind of intention of Trying to compete or trying to slip into that second wild card spot, um, 
that decision needs to come soon. And if there are something that you are expecting to see, or if there's something that they're looking for before they make a kind of determination, I don't know. If it's purely money, well, then, well, I won't be surprised. I'll be just disappointed. <laughs> I mean, but it's at, at some point, it's just a, it's a sunk cost, right? I mean, it's like that. You're not doing yourself any favors by just keeping him around to save face, or you know, you're paying him either way. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I like I, I spent all winter talking him up, thinking that you know there were there were there were signs, there were things you could see that were maybe uh, mm-hmm. indicators that he could be better than than what he's done. But I'm uh, you know I, I I'm willing to you know look at what the results have been and look at where all the underlying numbers are pointing and uh, and. It's it's just at some point, you know, when when guys start to get a little bit healthier, I mean, how do you how do you walk into the room and tell somebody's going to Buffalo when Morales is out there just hacking away over top of curveballs every every fucking night? The roster crunch thing is going to get is is only going to get worse before it gets better. Um, um, you know whether Morales is in there or not. Oh, well, that's what I wanted to say. Sorry, I had lost my one last thing on uh, on Kendrys Morales. Mm-hmm. That there are there is always a saving grace, and there is a lot of um, uh, uh, there is, there is stuff that you can cling to in his exit velocities and things like that. But a player who's easily shifted against a player who doesn't have any speed is definitely the kind of player who's going to not get the maximum return. From those sorts of um, of peripheral numbers, those sorts of underlying um, um, stats that may support, like oh, maybe he's as long as he can not have huge swing and miss in his game and not be unable to uh, have the defense sort of there to mitigate some of that exit velocity, unless it's the ball's hit squarely on the nose and up in the air. Um, it's just not the guy that it works for. But uh, yeah, the roster crunch thing is very is going to get very real as Gritchick comes back. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you know, you've got Pompey, you've got you've got Tasker Hernandez, you've got Anthony Alfred, you've got all these guys um, sort of waiting in the wings with Curtis Granderson and Steve Pierce again. So still has to come back. Uh, these decisions are gonna are start are gonna start to come fast and furious. And as we get into June, it's when like that's when it's time to start to make some tough calls. And Morales is one that's not necessarily a tough call, but it's the first one, and it's also the expensive one. So then maybe if you're the Jays, you start to look at where can we realize some savings, right? Maybe if that's if that's the attitude, okay, well, can we get some of that money back? Well, let's get, if we can get Pierce's and, and Granderson's contracts off the books, um, then maybe you save some more money. But at the same time, it's a, where are we in terms of uh, trying to win baseball games? Yeah, hmm? no, I th- no, I think you're Where right. are we? Where are, you know, that's a great question. I don't know. Well, that's a great uh, I, question. I, I mean, that, you're asking. About, I, I mean, I don't think we're at the point where moving salary of, of Pierce or Granderson is a is a question. Uh, but you're right. I mean, he, uh, Devin Travis still being in Buffalo is another uh, another name, though the infield is obviously a little more depleted at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think I think you're absolutely right that those those decisions are going to have to start being made. They will have to start being made. Of course, there is still the big decision to make, the one we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> now it's it's, uh, it's teen talk on on birds all day. Where now it is in fact time for us to talk about the teens. Um, it's hard to keep track of all of the insane shit that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does on a day to day basis. Um, since last we spoke, he hit two home runs in one game. One of them crashing into the hotel <laughs> there in yeah. uh, New Hampshire. He hit a home run out of the ballpark off of a tee for the benefit of the MLB Network and Carlos Pena. Uh, and he just stops getting out. Uh, ben Bowler from Baseball America has been there in New Hampshire <laughs> yeah. scouting them. Just one insane scouting report after another. Called him the best teenage hitter he's ever seen in his life. Like, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The He, he has exceeded every conceivable uh, barrier for, for logical hype. He just keeps hitting. He's hitting three fucking eighty <laughs> in Double A, the youngest player in the league. It's yeah, it's fucking wild. It's 
it's it's been great to watch. It's been great to get you know the dispatches from from New Hampshire. What did Badler change his uh, his Twitter bio to? Uh, he wrote, I, I write about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for <laughs> yeah. baseball, refer- baseball America. Yeah. Awesome. I, uh, I got a good laugh out of that. I, 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 uh, got some cheap heat off of that too on Twitter, nice. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been great. And, and, and even beyond that, so all the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. stuff, nothing has changed. It is still early. Um, I actually wrote something that maybe we'll see, uh, folks will see either maybe tomorrow, maybe the end of the uh, beginning of next week, but, uh, look for that. I'll, of course I will share it out, but, uh, one of the facts that I wanted to mention that I didn't in, the, in in that in that piece, and that's when you're looking for like com- comparisons to for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Look at guys who raked at Double A when they were teenagers or whatever, and how long did they spend there? Mike Trout, um, they didn't call him up until the Angels called him up in in 2011. He was 19. They called him up. Um, because of injuries at the big right. league club, and he and he kind of scuffled, and they sent him back down for like a month, and they brought brought him back up in August uh, for good that year, and then he started the next season down for service time stuff, and then they brought him back up. But uh, the one that is worth watching is uh, is uh, Miguel Cabrera. This is where we are, where it's like, <laughs> well, maybe Mike Trout isn't the best comp, but Miguel Cabrera is in fact the best comp. Miguel Cabrera was was nineteen in Double A. And he destroyed Double A at 19, but they left him down there for 300 plate appearances before they called him up to the Marlins. Um, which uh, that's a long way. Guerrero's not even halfway there yet. Not even halfway to to 300 plate appearances. So while the the the, crowd, the calls for him to come up get louder and louder and louder and louder, um, I just don't. I can't. It's hard to imagine. It happening right away. Yeah. No. Right. I, because I, there were no, just so right. many moving parts. No, I, I think it's a it's a separate issue from the Morales thing, right? I mean, even though there's mm-hmm. there's the opening that should be for him, there's lots of guys uh, whose bats they could get in the lineup that would help them more than than Kendry's is right now. And uh, at, at, yeah, it's I, the the thing that gets me, and we talked about this last week, and we'll probably keep talking about it. And it's what what I said last week was you would just hate to to feel at the end of the year like. You know, the, you could have got a couple extra wins out of having him up sooner when you ended up calling him up anyway. Uh, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's tough because also, like we said last week, you know that he's they're they're chasing a road playoff game. Like that's all that that's that's all that this season's going to be. Like New York and Boston are, I, I do not think, going to uh, come back to the pack. Uh, too much, no. not so much that the the Jays are going to be able to catch them for the for the division title or anything like that. So that you know, it's a it's not an ideal place to be burning a year of a potentially elite elite players' service time. But it do, it does feel. I mean, let's you don't want to root for him to be held down for service time and shit like that. But uh, but yeah, it it just it feels it feels tough. It feels it feels like I, I you can't say what more can he do because it's only yeah we're only six weeks into the season or whatever it is. Uh, but there, it's only going to get louder. It's only going to get louder, uh, and it'll be. Really well, I think you, I think you can say what more can you do. I think <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that he's destroying Double A. Yeah, he's destroying Double A at 19, and he's doing it. He makes it look insanely easy. He's not doing it with like a 35 percent strikeout rate, like say Travis Snyder or somebody like that did. He does it with like a nine percent strikeout rate with a nine percent walk rate. He is. Too good for that league. Every per, every baseball professional who sees him is like he would be their second best hitter today, in the at the big league level. And and you bring up a, a point that to me is a little bit horrifying and one I hadn't even maybe I don't think I even considered it this way. So I mentioned Miguel Cabrera, who in two thousand and three, his rookie year, the Marlins brought him up after sixty nine games and three hundred plate appearances. Um, that Marlins team, of course, won the fucking World Series. With him playing every day, they 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 were like, "Well, we're better off with him there," um, and they were. If the Blue Jay season goes south, for like you mentioned, you don't want to burn a you don't want maybe burn a, a year of, of control. To, to me, that's that's horrifying. Where if the Jays if the Jays get go are bad and they can't pull out of this uh, 
spiral where their pitching the pitching is shitty and they just can't win enough ball games. And so that if that then is like the first step is now it's time to maybe look at training Josh Donaldson or whoever else. As soon as you free that spot up, he has to take it. To me, like if you leave him down for the entire year because the team isn't because it's not a good use of his first year of service time. To me, that is like that is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That is like like negligence. That is professional (laughs) criminal negligence. Get him up. I don't fucking care about his service time. If he's going to be a super two and going to cost you a lot of money, that's a good problem to have. I don't fucking care about his service time. Bring him the fuck up. And if you, like, what what kind of message does that send to, what kind of message does that send to the fans, to every player in your organization? If you're too good, where do we, like, I don't know, it makes me mad thinking about it. <laughs> if he earns a place in the big league team, give it to him. And the same is true of every other player in the organization, every other potential player in the organization, every other kid you might draft. If you earn a spot on the big league team, it's yours. The end. There doesn't, like, all the rest of the service time bullshit makes me fucking crazy. (laughs) If he can play, let him play. It's it's quaint. It's quaint. Yes, it's, it's very small-minded of me. I, I'm I'm an idiot and a and a, and a rube yeah. for for wanting to have uh, the best team or the best opportunities given to every player. Now, I I hear the the people saying that call if you know because I I I'd have him up tomorrow and he could DH and I don't give a shit. But that's probably not the best thing for his future development. Though I am a little skeptical of like like how much difference is it going to make, right? That's, Again, you, I can't yeah. you go back to Miguel Cabrera, right? Cabrera played; they've had him play in third. Uh, it, it, it hasn't mattered. I mean, at no point in his life was Miguel Cabrera a good batter, a different defender. He has he was standing around waiting for his time to go hit again, like like a handful of guys have ever hit in the history of the game. This is the kind of shit that we're talking about. This guy, I'm not especially concerned with his development at third base. It would be nice to have him be be able to play there, I guess, because then he gets more wins above replacement or gives you more options for who can play at first. I don't, anyway, don't fucking care. Let him play. Let them all play. We're <laughs> at the point now. Bring Bouchette, bring him up too. No, I don't want to rush. I think Bouchette needs to go to AAA, even though he's he too the second youngest player in the league who's playing dynamite shortstop every day. Who that same guy Ben Badler, who because he's providing strong scouting reports, going to reference him all fucking day long, right, uh, right. saying that Badler, he said that Bichette looks like a real shortstop, looked like a guy who could play there every day and would stick there, um, which is really encouraging. Yeah. No one's ever going to accuse Bo Bichette of not being a hard worker. Maybe that's something that he's really um, uh, put his mind to and, and, and looks the part and is improving his first step and, and, and playing, maybe slowing the game down. I think that was the thing about him playing with his hair on fire, but I don't necessarily would love the idea of rushing him, but... If Guriel can't hit, and Tulo's not an option, <laughs> right? Well, who's the who's the who's the who's the guy who's earned that spot? Who's the who's the shortstop? Who makes the team better? Who earned the the everyday shortstop job? Maybe by the end of the year, it'll be Bobuchet. Very Fuck well, it. It might be. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit of a self indulgent rant, but uh, no, no, fair fair points. I think. I mean, it's you know, I wish it were. I wish it were that simple. I mean, it. it, it you know, in good, if a team if teams operated in good faith, then yeah, absolutely, that's how mm-hmm. it would be. It would be if you earn your spot, you get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening here either. Uh, but man, it just it. But seriously, a year seems so long to be holding him down. And I think you're right that the Donald, you know, as soon as Donaldson goes, though they do. I mean, that's partly why they brought in Solarte. I mean, they obviously didn't know that uh, <laughs> that Vlad was going to just absolutely destroy double a in the in the way that he has like obviously they knew he was a good prospect but uh to this level and to, to be looking this ready this soon uh but i don't know maybe maybe there's your option but the the infield does get a little bit thin um if you're having Solarte play every day at third base post donaldson trade so i don't think that even matters but also let's not even bother trading donaldson and i, I think you're totally right too with the defense like that I, that is dubious to me. I mean, I understand why Atkins would have to feel he has to say, 
You know, mm-hmm. oh, we don't. We want him to get reps every day at third. We want, you know, we don't want to stunt his development that way. And it's like, yeah, no, I, it's not like defense isn't important, and not that 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 can still be an area of his game that's worked on. But come on, come on, <laughs> he's uh, he'll be fine. He'll figure it out. He'll he'll get lots of work in, even if it's not in games. It'll be, it'll be fine. You have to believe that the big league staff is is the best of. The, in the organization in terms of being able to work and drill and, 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 and help a guy like that improve, get him, even if you're just getting him reps on that bullshit carpet that they play on, yeah. as opposed to riding a stupid bus and like getting dog, you know, getting double A bounces in his teeth. Bring him up. Bring him up. Bring him up. That's it. I think that's it. All right. We're going to we're going to end every show this way <laughs> with a like a, an angry screed about why they need to bring him up. It's not it's not normal. Like there's no parallel for this. There's no there's no precedent for this if you're a Blue Jays fan. There really isn't. It's, it's they call him like he would right now he is on like the last time there would have been a player who's this good who's coming to the, the organization would have been either Carlos Delgado or or Roy Halladay like 20 years ago. That's why they call them generational talents, because they come along once a fucking generation. And we're watching it begin, and it's really exciting. I'm impatient, also. If you, sue me. <laughs> 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 All right, but that is it, I think. Um, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, uh, if you didn't hear it, you probably saw it in your feed or whatever. Yesterday, I connected with, uh, with Riley Breckenridge. We talked about the Angels a bunch. We talked about the Angels and the Blue Jays, of course, uh, two teams. Um, looking up at much better teams in their existing divisions and sort of battling it out for the wild card. The Jays and Angels actually have a series coming up in Toronto in a couple weeks, which should be really exciting. Actually, another one of those Facebook games will be uh-huh. the uh, the Thursday game between the Jays and Angels. I wonder if uh, it looks like Otani is like the Sunday starter. I don't know if he'll be on the mound, so maybe he'll be pit- he'll be hitting. Um, he's in the lineup as a DH tonight, which is super cool. But uh, so check that out, and of course, uh, uh, this is a Patreon-powered podcast where all the listeners and and the heroes who uh, who like what they hear, they can head over to Patreon.com/slash/BroadsAllDay and uh, kick us a couple bucks a month to keep us moving, keep us uh, living in the south, which we have grown accustomed. And again, we we're always uh, we're always thankful and appreciative of everyone who's done that or did that or is thinking about doing it in the future. So uh, so thank you. Uh, or you can always go to iTunes and uh, or SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com uh, slash birds all day is where you can get our RSS and get the files directly. That's where we put them. And then they go out into the world from there. Uh, so, yeah, check it all out. Thank you, everyone. Thank you uh, to anyone who's listened, who's, who's made it this far, an hour into this uh, shit show. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Thank you. Got, to, to you got the anything heroes. else to add? I really don't. To the heroes? No. No. Uh, yeah, I don't have much else to add uh, as well. Of course, you can read Stoughton at the uh, at the Athletic, the Athletic TO, the Athletic Toronto. Uh, uh, Stoughton, a colleague of Rick Riley's now. Uh, that's got to be a, a big moment. <laughs> that's a lot of silence. That's a lot. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um. But yeah, of course, Reed Stone at the <laughs> Athletic doing some. Uh, uh, they just keep adding, uh, uh, churning out incredible stuff. John John Lott had a great story with uh, Russell Barton yesterday because Russell Martin. So, okay, now hold on a second before I, I. John Lott had a great story with Russell Martin, but Russell Martin maybe uh, finishing his career as utility yes, infielder, yes, yes. which was which was fun. It was a very fun kind of cute story. But John Gibbons mentioning how he wants to get him some reps at shortstop and getting Martin being like, yeah, yeah, do that. But let's like let's just wheel it back a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Starting at third third base yesterday was not Josh Donaldson. It was Russell Martin. Russell Martin's made his money. He's a catcher. It's nice to keep his bat in the lineup, maybe trying to get him going. But I think I know of another guy who could play third base in a pinch. <laughs> Sorry. Check that out. Check out John's story on uh, on on Russell Martin. Check it all out. It, it's all uh, it's all deadly. Uh, I actually uh, Lindsay Adler wrote a really cool story about the crazy Yankees Red Sox game yesterday. Really, uh, an interesting game story. I know it's hard to believe, but uh, uh, it's 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 definitely been worth the uh, worth the subscription for me. 
yeah. and you. Stoughton. Me too. Me too. So far, yeah, so good. No, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I occasionally right, write that, stuff on there too. A little too, occasionally, a little regularly. Too, a little too occasionally, sometimes for my taste. Regularly, but we'll uh, we'll we'll get that we'll get that moving in the right direction. I'm sure. <laughs> well, wait. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing I will, of course, say is that. Um, Birds All Day, of course, is a Patreon-powered podcast that we do super bad, the Patreon-exclusive segment. And we're going to do that this week. We're going to talk about Kevin Pillar a little bit. So if you haven't already, maybe you want to hear us rap about Kevin Pillar, maybe give him uh, uh, um, his due for, for some strong play to start the year. So check that out, and uh, and that's it. Anything else? You, you already said nothing else. I already asked you. Yeah, uh, so we're good. That's it. That's it. So for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fair Service. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.